Hello, I'm David Plott, MLEX's Managing Editor for Asia, based at our regional headquarters here in Hong Kong. If this is your first time listening to MLEX's podcasts, a very warm welcome. If you've tuned into our podcast before, thanks for joining us again. Today, we'll be hearing a tale of real intrigue. On the table, submarines and suspect payments in a corruption scandal that stretches all the way from Putrajaya in Malaysia to Paris. Our starting point today is Malaysia. To tell this story, we're joined now by MLEX senior correspondent To Han Chu. Welcome to this podcast, Han Chu. Thanks, David. Han Chu, this corruption scandal has quite a history. It goes back 15 years, doesn't it, to when Malaysia purchased two submarines from France. What can you tell us about that deal, and why was it so controversial? Well, the deal involved the Malaysian Defence Ministry's purchase of submarines from a joint venture between two French defence firms, the Thales Group and the Naval Group, for $1.2 billion in 2002. At that time, the uh, Naval Group was part of DCNS, and the Malaysian Defence Minister at that time, uh, and you know the Malaysian Defence Ministry was involved in the purchase, the Malaysian Defence Minister at that time was Najib Razak, and the key Malaysian negotiator was his then advisor, Abdul Razak Baginda. Um, in December 2015, a French court indicted Bernard Bayocho, a former president of Thales International Asia, an Asian subsidiary of the Thales Group, for, quote, unquote, bribery of foreign officials linked to Najib Razak, unquote. French state prosecutors also alleged that Thales International Asia must have known that bribes were paid either to Najib or Razak Baginda. What also makes the case very controversial is that the French government is a significant shareholder of both French defence companies. Okay, so this, this deal happened 15 years ago. Why has the scandal suddenly sprung back to life? Well, it's just that in the past month or so, there has been a lot of action by the French judicial authorities. Whereas for a long time prior to that, um, there was very little news of this scandal. In Ju- on July 18th, the French judicial authorities indicted... Abdul Razak Baginda for corruption in relation to this scandal. French authorities are, have also reported in July to have indicted Philippe Japio, a former chairman of DCNI, the international arm of the Naval Group, and Jean-Paul Perrier, a former chief executive of the Thales Group, for alleged corruption in this case. So it's just in the past month or so that it really got active. You mentioned that Najib Razak, Malaysia's current Prime Minister, was Defence Minister at the time the submarine deal was done. You also know that one of Najib's close advisors, Abdul Razak Baginda, actually negotiated that deal. What risk does this scandal pose for the Prime Minister now that Baginda has been named in a preliminary indictment by French authorities? Well, the very fact that Razak Baginda has received a preliminary indictment by the French authorities is already a, a blow to the reputation of Najib Razak um, because he was a former advisor to Najib Razak and by many anecdotal accounts, he's a close friend of Najib Razak. Uh, many analysts believe that Razak Maginda could not have negotiated and signed the submarine deal without Razak's appro- Najib Razak's approval. Um, of course, uh, both men are presumed innocent until proven guilty I also understand that it's French government policy normally not to charge uh, foreign heads of state like Najib. Nonetheless, Najib is under pressure from other corruption scandals, 
like the money laundering scandal revolving around the Malaysian state fund 1MDB. So the submarine scandal increases the pressure on Najib, even if he's not charged in this case. Now, Hansha, I know you've personally been in touch with Begenda. What's his take on the current French investigation? Uh, currently, Rasat Baginda is the director and president of a think tank in the co- Malaysian capital of Kuala Lumpur. So we can assume that he spends a lot of time in Malaysia now. Um, Rasat Baginda maintains his innocent. In a recent email he sent to me, he said, quote, We do not speculate. Whatever it is, a charge must be based on hard evidence and not on mere speculation and hearsay. I have not done anything illegal, unquote. Razak Baginda has not explicitly said whether he would agree to go to France to face trial if summoned by the French authorities. France has no extradition treaty with Malaysia, but France can request um, his extradition because both Malaysia and France are signatories to the United Nations Convention Against Corruption. If Razak Baginda refuses to face trial, he can still be tried in a French court in absentia. At this stage, the French judiciary have not yet decided whether to try him in court or not. Okay, but the French authorities have also targeted company officials involved in the deal. What can you tell us about that? Besides Razak Baginda, the French judiciary has charged four former executives of French defence companies. As I earlier said, the French authorities have indicted Philippe Japiot, a former chairman of DCNI, and Jean-Paul Perrier, a former chief executive of Thales Group. In December 2015, a French court indicted Bernard Bayocho, a former president of Thales International Asia, for bribery of foreign officials linked to Najib Razak. In November 2016, a former DCNI chief executive, Dominique Castellan, was indicted for alleged bribery related to this case. DCNI is now a subsidiary of Naval Group, but not when the alleged corruption occurred. A Naval Group spokesman told MLEX that his company is innocent of any wrongdoing in this matter. Thales Group and Naval Group have not been indicted in this case, and both companies told MLEX they adhere to the laws of France and the countries they operate in. The French investigators suspect that various current or former executives of subsidiaries of Thales and Naval Group um, have set up companies uh, through which they funnel bribes to Malaysian recipients. Moreover, um, this current Malaysian submarine scandal comes on top of earlier corruption scandals that have tainted Thales Group. In 2010, an international arbitration court ordered Thales to pay $830 million in compensation to the Taiwan government over a sale of warships to the Taiwan government in 1991. The arbitrators found Thales had paid unauthorized commission to intermediaries to win the deal to sell the Taiwan government's six frigates. The contract for this deal forbade commissions to intermediaries. So this Malaysian submarine scandal adds to the reputational problem of Thales and increases the amount of work Thales has to do to redeem its international reputation. Let's go back to Malaysia. Uh, Are there any open investigations into the submarine scandal taking place there? In 2012, the Malaysian Anti-Corruption Commission, or MACC, opened an investigation into the submarine case but subsequently closed it. Now, recently, two Malaysian NGOs, Swaram and C4, are calling on the MACC to reopen its investigation. MACC has also been criticised for being passive in investigating the 1MBB scandal and not cooperating with foreign authorities in, in investigating this international money laundering scandal. 
The two Malaysian NGOs asked MACC to cooperate with the French authorities in investigating the submarine scandal. It remains to be seen whether MACC will cooperate with the French in investigating the submarine scandal. Are there any other jurisdictions involved in all of this? Besides France and Malaysia, Hong Kong is involved in this case because bribes were alleged to have been paid to a company and bank accounts in Hong Kong, which is partly owned by Razak Maginda. French investigators are also seeking individuals who have set up companies in jurisdictions including Malta, Macau and Luxembourg, through which bribes were allegedly funneled. Now, given the fact that a senior player in Malaysia like Baginda is now the target of the French investigation, how do you see things playing out in the future? The two Malaysian NGOs predicted more people will be indicted in future. The defendants who are indicted and tried by the French will do so in open court in France. This means their testimony will be out in public. It is quite possible that the public testimony of these defendants might include interesting and potentially explosive revelations. If Razak Baginda testifies in open court, and right now it's not sure certain whether he will, his testimony might similarly contain potentially explosive revelations given his close relation to the Malaysian Prime Minister. So it seems that the stage is set for the next act in what could be quite a drama. Now that Baginda's up on a preliminary indictment, the question becomes whether or not he'll be formally indicted. And it seems other people may also be pulled into the court's orbit perhaps even the Malaysian Prime Minister himself. It's hard to say how high this could go, but these things often have a way of snowballing. So we'll be watching this story over the coming weeks and months. Hansha, thanks very much for explaining this unfolding case for us. I'm sure there'll be a lot more intrigue to come as the French prosecutors weigh their options and the Malaysians weigh theirs. Thanks again. Thank you, David. If you'd like to read our reporting on the Malaysian submarine scandal and the fallout that seems likely to follow, you can find it on our website. Head over to mlexmarketinsight.com. I'm David Plott. Thanks very much for joining us today. We'll see you again soon for another MLEX podcast.